And now on Radio Maria England, we present Awakenings, Testimonies of Faith and Conversion. Hello, I'm Father Sam Randall, and you are joining me on Radio Maria England, and this is Awakenings, Testimonies of Faith and Conversion, and today we have with us Ross Powell. I do hope you enjoy this. So, Ross, welcome to this um, episode of Awakenings. It's very exciting to have you with us. Not at all. Could you begin at the beginning, so to speak? Okay, okay. So my testimony, um, I'm a cradle Catholic coming from generations of Catholics. Um, as a youngster, uh, we, we went to mass, etc., etc. And as I grew up, uh, I was a rebellious teenager and I would go to mass on my own terms. I got to around about the age of about 38 and there was something within me that was searching, really searching for God. And um, even though I was a churchgoer, I knew that I didn't want more religion. I actually wanted a relationship with the Lord. And um, I remember this particular day crying out to the Lord and asking the Lord, Lord, if there's more, I need you to show me what the more is. Well, we all know that God answers that prayer. And in the context of my job, um, I was uh, head of department at a local college uh, teaching hair and beauty. I met this particular young lady and she invited me to go to a meeting that was called a Woman Aglow meeting. It was an interdenominational meeting where people uh, come together, they have a cup of tea, gatto, whatever, and uh, they pray the Lord and seek the Lord together. Obviously so, just uh, women. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. And the woman aglow. Yeah. yeah. So um, she invited me along and along I went to this meeting. Initially, I found it rather strange because when they started the meeting, people stood up and they lifted their hands in praise and worship. Now, I never done this as a Catholic, so I felt quite awkward. And uh, the meeting went on. The friend that had taken me, um, we'd actually got sort of a coffee table at the front near to the stage where people were speaking and ministering. And um, someone stood up and they started to speak. Now, I wasn't aware that I was even listening to what the person was saying because I got it into my head that I wanted to escape <laughs> because I couldn't sort of do this uh, lifted of my hand and praising and worshipping God because I was more sober in my praise and worship. But as this lady spoke, at the end of her talk, she had what they called an altar call. And she invited people to come forward and to be prayed with. 
And um, I was watching what was happening, and some of the ladies were actually falling on the floor. And I, I, I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, it's a little bit like a Paul Daniels magic show where they're pushing people over for effect. This is just so awful. And then suddenly, suddenly, I got up on my feet and moved forward. I realize now it was the Holy Spirit moving me forward. And um, this lovely lady just said to me, um, would you like to invite Jesus into your heart? And I said to her, well, I'm a Catholic. Um, I've been baptized. I've been confirmed. Um, I have Jesus in my heart. And uh, she said, well, um, Let's just make this commitment together. And I I asked, well, what do you want me to say? She answered, I want you just to lift up your hands. I'm going to pray for you. And um, you just say this word, Jesus, I invite you into my heart. So I did as I was told, lifting my hands and saying the word, Jesus, I invite you into my heart and immediately I left my body and I went to heaven as I said those words I went to heaven I went to this most awesome place that my um, human language can't explain it in the fullness what I saw and uh, All of a sudden, it was almost like all my birthdays, all my Christmases coming as one and then multiplying them by a million and then multiplying them again. And in this vast, awesome place, my emotions, the love, the joy, the peace, the the kindness, the goodness of God was so on fire within me. And, and, and I could feel the presence of God in the inside of me as well as the outside of me. And I looked over to the left and there were people and I knew that I knew them. I could not only did I knew them, did I know them? I knew what they were thinking. They didn't have to open their mouth. I knew what they were thinking, and they knew what I was thinking. And I went over, and um, something within me knew that they were my ancestors. And um, they, um, they told me, they said, we're so pleased to see you. And, and, and we like embraced, et cetera. And oh, they, okay. um, they, they said, um, to me, almost as though they were going to hand on a baton to me. And they said that I was going to live to serve my God in my generation. Now I was in heaven a long, long time, but Chronologically, it was about 20 minutes, half an hour. And while I was up there, the Lord was doing such a work in me to fulfill what they'd actually said to me that I was going to live to serve my God in my generation. But I didn't realize that. And eventually, I came back from heaven, and I was lying on the floor, and all these ladies uh, were around me. And they were, I was laughing, I was crying, and um, they, they said to me, 
open your mouth, you've received the gift of tongues. Now, I know I'm a Catholic, but I didn't know what the gift of tongues was. And I opened my mouth and out came this language. And I hadn't got a clue <laughs> what I was doing, what I was saying. And at that moment in time, I was fearful because I thought, oh, no, what have I done? Maybe I'm not a Catholic anymore. All this, all this earthly intellect now was uh, taking place within me. And um, I sat up and um, they said how marvelous it was. And I suddenly realized they don't know. I've been to heaven. They don't know what has happened to me. And I remember asking uh, one of the leaders, I said, excuse me, you know, because like I say, my, my background as a teacher <laughs> is, uh, excuse me, have you got a handout of what just happened to me? Well, she laughed. And of course, the handout is the word of God. The handout is the Bible. So that was uh, that was my that was my conversion. And right, <laughs> I'm itching to ask some questions if I can interject. Yeah, sure. You see, um, I want to know is look normally when people feel dissatisfied in their life. You said that for many years people tried to fill that with other things, and you never did that. Absolutely. You never looked at you know whatever sports well, or I relationships or. Should I say I did fill it with having a good time? Like I said, I was I was a rebellious teenager. Okay, so you tried to fill that hole, and and that was yes. dis, you were dissatisfied with those things. Yeah, you tried. nothing would fit. Nothing would fit. Right, and oh, that's nice. And so, just thinking about it, what if someone's listening to this and it's all completely new and strange? Why do you think your religious life before that didn't satisfy? I think my parents were wonderful. They had a wonderful faith. But there was something within me that I had to find my faith for myself. I knew that I had a head knowledge, but I needed to take almost that 12-inch journey from my head to my heart because there was something missing. Because as I said, I, I wasn't seeking more religion. I was seeking this personal relationship with Jesus. And I found it when I was in heaven. Right. I found what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, so if people just sort of are, are comfortable in their religious life, would you want to encourage them to seek the Lord's face to really sort of think, you know, what else is there? Do you know that yeah. verse in the song? As the heart pants for the water brook, so my soul longs yeah. after you. To have that mm -hmm. sort of sense of longing. Don't you think that's the basis of it? It is. And there is always more. Regardless of where we are in Christ Jesus, there is more. And in Luke 11, it encourages us to ask, to seek, to knock, and more will be given unto us. And I was at that stage. The Lord had put that yearning in my heart because his timing was perfect. His timing is always perfect. And um, what I was looking for, I found. But the thing was as well, Father Sam, is then when I went back to my church, all the awesome things about the Catholic faith, they, how can I say, they exploded the love of the Eucharist. 
the love of the word of God, the words from the mouth, the blessed sacrament, uh, 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 confession, everything. It's as though someone had switched on a light for me before it was almost like I was in the darkness. But now the Lord had brought this wonderful light up on me. And I realized that one of the things that I didn't do that I needed to do was to read the word of God. Because as Catholics, sometimes we're not very good at that. We're good at going to Mass, receiving the sacraments, but we forget that we must read the word, the you know, the, the word of God that the Lord breathed. Um, and so I started to read the word of God and I, I basically couldn't get enough. I really okay. couldn't get enough. Can I ask you a question about that, Ross? Because if someone just picks up the, the Bible and tries to go from Genesis on, they'll hit things, Numbers, Leviticus, uh-huh. you know, um, yeah. s- stuff in Chronicles. And is there something you could say that would encourage people and help people who want to say, okay, I've listened to this and I want to take my relationship with the Lord seriously. I'm going to start reading the Bible. What would you recommend? I would recommend, first of all, to pray. To pray before you, you read the scripture. <laughs> you know, the word is a lamp to my feet and echo the words of the Bible back to the Lord. Lord, this word is a lamp to my feet. Your word said that this is God breathed. Lord, I ask you to help me to step into these eternal words to make them my own. I ask, Lord, that as I read the word of God, that I would step into the word, not just read it like I was reading the Daily Mail. And I ask the Holy Spirit now to help me. And I would also suggest that if a person doesn't read the Bible, to uh, read the Bible in a year. Um, and, and there are many, many good Catholic Bibles uh, that are sectioned out where you would start off with uh, a portion of Genesis 1, a portion of Psalm 1, a portion of Proverbs 1, and then a portion of the Gospels, Matthew 1. And each right. day you would read, and I always have a journal next to me. And as the Holy Spirit illuminates different things to me, I would write them down and step in right. and ponder on those words. So to our listeners, there are st- there's stuff on the web you can go to. There are all sorts of Bible reading aids. But mm-hmm. Ros and I would encourage you. It's about your relationship with the Lord. I think homilies can be beautiful. And in, in church, you need to listen and that. But you do need to develop your own um, attention to the scriptures. And that can help. Absolutely. And Ros has suggested get a journal. That, that's simply like a, 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 an exercise book. And put the date on it. Look at the readings and say to the Lord, well, Lord, what do you want to say to me today? And you will be amazed, won't they, Ros? Absolutely amazed because he longs for us to read the word. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word is Jesus. It's just, last night I, um, I got up on, um, YouTube, uh, 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 the life of Jesus and I, I watched the life of Jesus and, and those scriptures that the actors, 
were using. And it so blessed me um, because uh, the, the man, I think it was Robert Powell, who played Jesus, Every time he opened his mouth, he, he, he almost uh, was using the word out of the red. You know, I had some Bibles, the word that Jesus said is in the red. And, and even though he was an actor acting the part, oh boy, was I blessed last night. Wonderful. Listening to the word of God coming out of uh, yeah. Robert Powell's mouth. Well, yeah. the Lord takes, takes the scriptures very seriously. So when he's in Absolutely. the wilderness being tempted by the devil... And the devil's mm. good with the scriptures, but not as good as we need to be, because doesn't the That's Lord right. use that? The word of God is sharper than any Absolutely. two-edged sword. Yeah. yeah. And if you remember uh, that passage in Luke 4, where Jesus was tempted, yeah. he came back at Satan, and he with said, the... I think it's three or four times, it is written. written. Yeah. Yes. It is written. That's right. It is written yeah. in the sacred scriptures. It is written. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, okay, if I've had an ordinary sacramental life as a Catholic, I'm baptized as, a, as an infant, and then I go mm. to confirmation, I catechetical classes, hopefully they're good, so I understand about the faith, and I make a commitment, and then I receive my first uh, communion. How does what mm. you're saying, Ros, fit in with all of that right. sacramental life? Well, I received everything that you've just said, as you know. Right. And like I said, as I got older, there was a God-shaped hole, and I was searching. And I know in Catholic charismatic renewal, they talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit as being a primary grace of the charismatic renewal. And I know the, the Pope Francis, I was reading, um, he was talking about the graces of the baptism in the Holy Spirit uh, from Vatican City. This was in 2017. And he said that the grace of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. It's for every Catholic. And then he encouraged those in Catholic charismatic renewal, and he used these words, to share with everyone in the church the grace of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And like I say, it's for the whole church. And I know in the Catholic church, in our church, we are being encouraged to go on seminars to do with Alpha that gives excellent biblical formations and to to be encouraged to uh, attend Life in the Spirit seminars. And as people go on um, these Catholic seminars, towards the end of the course, the people are invited to be prayed with individually, asking the Lord to deepen their walk as they seek that personal relationship with the Lord. And I know one of the quotes that I like is from uh, Pope John Paul II, and he talks about conversion. And he said, conversion never takes place once and for all, but it's a process. It's an interior journey of our whole life. I am saved. I will be saved. I go on to be saved. So there's always more for each one of us if we seek the Lord with all our hearts. Amen.
That's wonderful, Ross. Do you know in the scriptures where St. Paul says, be renewed by the Spirit, you know, be yeah. renewed by the Spirit, yeah? Yeah. It's a progressive thing. It's not a once and for all. It's be being That's renewed. Right. It's a sort of continuous yeah. uh, understanding, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what you're telling us is don't think you've got it. There's yes, more to come. That's right. Yeah, I found as well that when a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit, so to be, so to speak, it, it revitalizes everything that's already there and it will stir up the graces that we've received through the sacrament, the initiation of baptism, confirmation. And it's almost as though our eyes are opened in ways for me personally that they were closed before to see the the richness of our tradition in the church and to appreciate the sacraments in a way that I've never appreciated them before. Wonderful. Um, It's in Ephesians 4.23. And remember, St. Paul is writing to Christians. He's writing to a church in Ephesus. And he says, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed Transformed by the renewing of your mind. (laughs) Powerful stuff. And it is a renewing of the mind. This, this must have affected your relationships or your, you know, how how did things, when you've had this amazing experience of going to heaven, and St. Paul talks about saying he knows someone who was caught up into heaven, doesn't he? Yeah. So this experience of being caught up and of this encounter with um, your ancestors and also, of course, most significantly with the Lord, um, what happened next? Okay, so what happened next? Um I went home from the Woman Aglow. I woke my husband up, who incidentally was uh, bordering on an atheist, being an atheist. And I said, Freddie, you must wake up. I've been to the Grand Hotel in Hanley. Someone has prayed for me, and I have been to heaven. Of which he replied, what have you been drinking? <laughs> now, that is a good answer, though, isn't it? When you think about the scriptures. And I just said, I'm so filled with the Holy Spirit. And he didn't understand. And this is another story. But my beloved husband, it took 28 years of me praying and the world and his wife praying until he was converted in the Lord. But 28 years, in those 28 years, I served a magnificent apprenticeship 
because my husband was a stubborn old trout. Was he a Catholic? Is he a, is he a Catholic? No, he yeah. wasn't a Catholic. No, no. And um, if I can live with my husband and make a decision that I'm not going to leave my husband, then that would be a grace. And there were times when he would be like a nail file, wearing me down, wearing me down. He didn't want to know anything about the Lord. In fact, a few months later, after this experience had happened, he actually said to me, Ros, if I'd have known that this was about to happen to you, I wouldn't have married you. <laughs> to which I replied, Freddie, I wouldn't have married you either if I'd have known. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Do you have children, so I've had my trials. I yeah, really do you, have, had do you have children, trials. you and Freddie? Yes, do you we have, have children? children that they're grown up. Grown up. I'm, I'm a, a granny to four wonderful grandchildren. Okay, yeah. but okay, were well, your children at home when, this, when you came home, filled with the spirit? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, how did they react? Um, well, um, they went to church. Like I say, we went to church. And uh, uh, because my, um, they were only young at the time. My children were only young at the time. Um, so they more or less grew up with it, although they're not in that same place now that they were as children. If you understand me, you know, they, 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 um, they do go to church, but they wouldn't go on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Praying for them. Absolutely. And I would always say about my husband, he is a testimony in the making. I would never be negative and say, oh, no, he's this, he's that, he's the other. I would always say he's a testimony in the making. And like I say, after 28 years of prayer, that came to pass and he became a Catholic. He was received into the church. But the other thing is, Father Sam, my husband started with Alzheimer's disease. And uh, what happened was, how you might ask, how was he converted? He was converted in a dream. God gave him a dream. And in the dream, he went back in time and he saw his mom. He saw his dad. Now, his mom was a good and holy lady and a Sunday school teacher. But his dad was the atheist. And he saw them in the dream, and in the dream, he made a decision. And when he woke up, he told me, and he said, I've made a decision in my dream. And I said, what, what is your decision? He said, I don't want to be an atheist anymore like my dad. I want to be a Christian like my mum. And oh, then lovely. he looked and, and, and he said, can you help me? And I thought, is the Pope a Catholic? <laughs> Can I help him? So I whipped him off to Mass. And my beautiful priest said, uh, Freddie, this is your home. And it was Praise his God. home. And That's he was lovely. a wonderful Catholic, even though he got the Alzheimer's. And yeah. God took him home to glory uh, four years in March. Okay. And, um, I yeah. want you to tell me what the old trout turned into. My old trout turned into a man of God that dreamed dreams. That's he turned lovely, Ross. into, okay. as I say, in, in Acts 2, it says, in the end days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will have, will have visions and they will prophesy. My beloved turned into the husband I always wanted. But the down thing was he did no longer knew who I was because he had oh, Alzheimer's. No. But I knew that he was safe and I knew his Praise God. Um, I want to say if any of your listeners are are carers for people with dementia, Alzheimer's or any of these degenerative diseases, that Mm. even if we forget who we are, the Lord always knows and we're never forgotten. We're inscribed on the palms of his hands. Yeah. And my husband, uh, towards the end of his life, uh, because of the Alzheimer's, it, it took his speech patterns, and he could no longer talk. Oh, but Ross. here's the thing. He spoke in the most beautiful gift of tongues. And the reason he did is when we speak in a tongue, it's the Holy Spirit who prays through us. So he could speak in tongues, but he could not speak in his native tongue, so to speak, when he spoke in his native tongue from heaven. He was such a witness because um, I'm a Christian speaker. So pre-COVID days, um, I, I decided I was going to take my husband with me everywhere I went. He'd never been with me before in the, all the previous 28 years, by the way. And so he came with me and it was very difficult with a friend of mine, beautiful Shauna, who's my prayer partner. She came with me and we co-cared for Freddie. Freddie, okay. Yeah, he was such a witness. Do you know, this is lovely. Romans 8, 26, do you know that verse? For when we don't know what to pray for, as we all, but the Spirit Mm. himself intercedes for us Mm. with groanings Mm. too too deep for words. And that's what's going on with Freddie, isn't it? It is. And you see, the thing is, if you're a carer and you know Jesus, Jesus will care for you as you're caring for the person. And the Lord will never break a crushed reed. So many times I would get to my to the end of my tether with everything that was happening to Freddie. And then the Lord would just pour out more grace upon me. And I never stopped doing what I was doing. I was able to continue and take Freddie with me on these trips. <laughs> and uh, he would evangelize the people uh, just for the fact of his witness of being an atheist and then coming to know the Lord through a godly dream. And everything works to the purpose of the Lord. If he's called us, you know, the, in Romans 8, 28 yeah, the next two verses on. Yeah, a great. magnificent way so yeah so listeners if, you know if you're enjoying Jesus. this conversation um just remember it's not about it's about real life isn't it Roz? it's meeting it god is. in the reality of dementia yeah. and in struggles yeah. with your children yeah. who don't go to church or you know a husband who doesn't believe in in as you do an atheist or you know yeah. perplexity and also health issues, you know, it's all that, isn't it? The Lord is in our life, whatever it is. Yes, 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 absolutely. He's there. The Lord is omnipresent. The Lord is everywhere. The Lord is outside time. The Lord is is with us, is with every one of the listeners. And I suggest that you talk to the Lord as you would talk to yourself, because sometimes you only talk to yourself rubbish. (laughs) 
But if you're talking to the Lord, you know, Lord, what shall we have for lunch today? Lord, I've got to do this shopping. Shall we make a list? It is in the ordinary, everyday, simple things, as Mother Teresa tells us. And we can, we can kick, we can kick into that anytime, regardless of what you're doing. When you're washing the dishes, you can talk to the Lord and his awesome presence is there surrounding you. So, Ros, what is your ministry now? You've got some sort of leadership role, don't you, in, in, yeah. in um, well, the Catholic I, charismatic I, uh, movement in this yeah. country? Could well, you tell us about what you're doing now and, and yeah. tell us about the impact of COVID? Okay. Well, um, I run a prayer group in my parish and we uh, were established about 32 years ago. And I'm a speaker. I minister. Pre-COVID days, I would do a lot of uh, of, uh, traveling. And what happened, uh, one of the things that I do, I have a prison ministry. And it really is my heart to go into prisons and, and evangelize to the inmates. And uh, what had happened a few days before lockdown, on the 13th of March, myself and uh, my prayer partner, Shauna, we were invited to go into this particular prison and we were going to do uh, Alpha Holy Spirit Day for the inmates. We went to that prison, and what we witnessed on that day will stay with me forever. As as the inmates came on fire, so that was the 13th, uh, Friday the 13th, and then, as you know, on the 16th of March was the beginning of lockdown. So I came home all fired up, and of course we couldn't. I couldn't go to the prayer group because everything to do with church, as you know, was closed down and uh, I was so frustrated and I cried out to the Lord Lord what do I do I can't just do nothing I need to fellowship with my brothers and my sisters and I felt that the Lord put it on my heart um, to text my Christian friends and just say hey uh, would you like to meet up in the spirit and because I have a prayer text ministry I have about 150 names of people who I can call on to pray etc so I uh, I text them all and said shall we just meet up in the spirit and pray and if the Lord gives you anything come back to me and tell me I'll put it together and I'll text it out well, I was inundated with, with phone calls and texts, and I said to my prayer partner, Shauna, what do I do? And she said, oh, you're going to have to put it on YouTube. Well, she's the techie, not me, and I do avoid social media. But anyway, we decided that we were going to put it on YouTube. And so every week we text out to the people and they would send the words in. So we would put all the prophecies in onto YouTube. And uh, after about five weeks, the Lord spoke to me uh, very clearly. And he said, uh, Roz, 
I want you to begin to do teachings on YouTube. And I, I want it so that they are uh, teachings to do with equipping the people in empowering them. Because the days that we're living in, we need to be equipped in these days. So that's what I started to do. And now I, I, I've actually reached more people <laughs> since March than ever I did by traveling. And I'm on, uh, on Tuesday, I will record my 38th session. And every, every week without fail, the Lord shows me what to talk on. And I put it all together. Then I put the prophecies and words of knowledge together. It, we named it Armchair Church. There are hundreds, probably thousands of members now. And we meet together on a Monday evening between 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock Greenwich Mean Time. We just meet in the spirit. We, we normally send out an email with suggested praise and worship. We suggest uh, Bible readings. So the people go into the lounge or wherever they're comfortable. They would praise, worship, read the word of God. And then they would have a quiet time, which they're right. going to listen to the Holy Spirit. And then they're going to feed back to us. And I, in turn, put myself and Shauna, we will put them all together. Right. And then um, the if people wanted to join in on that, how would they do that, Ros? Just tell okay. us the technology. What do they need to, to do to access it? Uh, join in. Yeah. Uh, like I say, it's called Armchair Church. You will go to www rospowell, all one word, dot com, and go to Armchair Church. And then you would sign up for the newsletter. And we would either send a newsletter out or a text to the people every Monday. And then you would go on to the YouTube channel, uh, which you can get, like I say, by going on my webpage, then to Armchair Church. And there are all the sessions that I've ever done. And like I say, they are equipping sessions. Like the first one that I did was on uh, they're all like for the days we're in at the minute. It was on spiritual warfare, but personal spiritual warfare. And then on the, the second one that I did was allowing the joy of the Lord to be your strength in the face of okay. adversity. All right, we, we get we sort of the idea, but it's for Catholics, isn't it, as well as anybody it, else? It is for Catholics. It's for and the people, a lot of the people who listen are people like myself who belong to a prayer group but can no longer go to their church or wherever they have the prayer group. They can no longer meet. So we all meet up in the spirit. And we have some wonderful testimonies because right. sometimes I will do a healing service online. <laughs> I, don't ask me how we do that, but the Lord knows how, how to, and we will do like healing services online. It's like amazing, absolutely right. amazing. So um, if people have got questions following from this, um, they could get mm -hmm. in touch with you directly or absolutely. would you rather do it through Radio Maria England? Well, they can get in touch with me or Radio Maria, whatever. Yeah, we'll pass um, any questions on. Can I tell is your parish supporting your, your, um, um, your prayer ministry and your oh, ministry? Oh, yes. Yes, because like you, I say, uh, we have had a prayer group for over 30 years. And, and the priest uh, is part of your prayer group, is he? 
your parish priest? No, he isn't. He isn't part of our prayer group, but he's, he's an amazing man. He's, he's in the process of doing Alpha. Um, he does Mass online. He, he's only young, and he's so full of fire and enthusiasm uh, for the parishioners. He, he, he's he's a, a great shepherd. Sounds a, sounds a great so. blessing. Would you like to pray for our listeners? I would love to pray for the listeners, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this privilege right now. I thank you, Lord, for where each of us are at right now. And I thank you, Lord, that there is always more. And Lord, as we pray, we ask for the intercession of Our Lady and St. Joseph. And Lord, we come, as it says in Hebrews 4, into the throne room of grace, where we will find help in times of need. And I thank you, Lord, that in order to come into your holy presence, your, your word in Psalm 4 asks us to come before you with clean hands and a pure heart. So, Lord, we come before you. And as we come before you, Lord, when we can, we will go to confession. But, Lord, we also know what our Pope is telling us about the ones who are stuck in their home and they can't go to confession. I thank you, Lord, that he's telling us if we can't go to confession because of the coronavirus or the lockdown, then we must take our sorrows and our sins directly to God and the Pope says, be specific about the things you're bringing before the Lord. Seek God's forgiveness and make a good act of contrition. So, Lord, we do that now as we come before you and we let go of everything that we know doesn't give you glory. Lord, give us the grace to let go of worry, to let go of the fears and the terrors, to let go of anxiety. Lord, fears could be to do with yourself. Fears could be to do with those that you love. So let them all go, brothers and sisters, right now. Let all your negative emotions go, because there are no negative emotions when you get home to heaven. Let your uh, physical 
infirmities go to the Lord. And Lord, we ask you, and we ask you to come, and we ask you to to touch us. Lord, your word says that you came to mend the brokenhearted. You came to set the captives free. We ask for beauty where there's ashes. We ask for the oil of joy where there's been mourning. We ask you, Jesus, for more of you and less of us. We thank you, Lord, that that beautiful psalm in Psalm 34, 5 says, from all my terrors, the Lord has set me free. So thank you, Jesus, for setting us free, setting us free from all that would rob our peace, all that would rob our faith. So we give you all, Lord, knowing that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And we thank you, Lord, for every Eucharist we've ever received. And we thank you for dying for us on the cross. We thank you for washing us clean with the rivers of living water. Amen. Thank you, Ross. And if you've got any questions about anything that um, Ross has said or it's thrown up things in your own life, do get in touch. And it's info at radiomarieengland.uk. Or you could text us at 07502385010. Thank you, Ross, very much. You're uh, very welcome. Yeah, for being with us. And uh, we um, pray for your you know, the, the Lord may continue to bless your ministry in these strange Thank COVID you. times. Amen. Thank, okay. Amen. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to our program Awakenings and with Ross Powell. I do hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us for Awakenings with Father Sam Randall. You can hear this episode rebroadcast on Wednesday at 9pm, Saturday at 4pm, and again on Monday at 2am. This series is available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast services. You can also listen to it on our website, www.radiomariaengland.uk. If you would like to share your testimony, we would love, love to speak to you please email us at info at radiomariaengland.uk. Thank you for joining us for Awakenings.